When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today we are going to be comparing two of the most popular players uh, in FPL in recent seasons and indeed ahead of the new campaign. That is Bruno Fernandes and Marcus Rashford who have come into the 2023-24 season priced just 0.5 million uh, pounds apart from each other and a lot of debate is already happening in the FPL community about which of these two is the best to own for game week one. Bruno Fernandes has come into the new campaign at 8.5 million and of course Marcus Rashford has climbed from 6.5 million to 9 million and so with those two players in a very very similar price point and a lot of competition for those places in that price point from other clubs a lot of managers basically just want to have one of those two and want to make sure that they're getting the right one. But that 0.5 between them means that there's a little bit of debate because one of them can save you money. Potentially, Rashford, the more expensive player, is he worth paying an extra 0.5 million? That's what we're going to discuss and find out today. And I've got a lot of help uh, on that front uh, from my colleagues in the editorial department at fantasyfootballscout.co.uk who've put together a fantastic article comparing these two players using some of the tools that you can find in the Fantasy Football Scout members area. So before we get going, um, a little shout out to uh, Tom Freeman uh, in the editorial department for uh, doing a lot of the groundwork on this video. A lot of the research is his, not mine. And also uh, a shout out to those of you who haven't secured your Fantasy Football Scout membership for the new season. And as I said, what you're about to see in this video is going to showcase a lot of the benefits that you can get if you sign up now. Now is the time to do it. You can save up to 30% on those preseason prices. You'll get world-leading preseason guide uh, for all FPL teams. That is, of course, the uh, includes the preseason minutes tracker, the only place that's going to accumulate all of that information in the same place to save you following uh, a load of uh, threads on, on Twitter or indeed threads the new version of Twitter. Uh, we've got season points projections, team transfer planners, and drafts from the best FPL managers, including some previous winners as well. All of those things are included in membership. So head to fantasyfootballscout.co.uk, go to members benefits, and pick the package that is right for you. It will absolutely help you win your mini leagues and beat your mates at FPL. And so... To start with, let's have a look at one of my favorite tools from the Fantasy Football Scout members area that can help you with these 50-50s, which is, of course, the comparison tool. And so on the screen right now, uh, I've got some, got, got some tables and I've got a heat map 
or a touch map or a shop map, I should say, uh, from the uh, comparison tool section. On the left-hand side, we've got Marcus Rashford. On the right-hand side, we've got Bruno Fernandes. And what this is, is this is an XG shot map. And what that does is it lays out all of the shots from the period that you have told uh, the members area to look at. And so on this particular occasion, we are looking at the entire of last season. And it registers each shot as a different size bubble. The bigger the bubble, the higher the XG. So if you've got a very high XG chance, it's going to have a very big bubble. And if you've got a very low XG chance, it's going to have a very small bubble. Now, the ones that are in green are those that are on target or were a goal. And then the ones that are in blue are ones that are in target and not a goal. And then those that are in red are those that are off target. And what you can see already is that when we look at goal threat between these two players, because that's what we're assessing first, Obviously, it is Rashford that uh, is further ahead in that regard. And that, of course, is, is, is backed up by the numbers as well. So if we look at last season, minutes per goal, Rashford got a goal every 169.4 minutes, whereas Fernandez found himself getting himself a goal every 414 minutes. Minutes per penalty box touch, Rashford was ahead again. One every 14.5 minutes. Fernandez won every 21.1 minutes. Minutes per shot, uh, every 26.7 minutes for Rashford, every 36 minutes for Fernandez. When that's in the box, whether that's in the box, there's an even bigger dichotomy here between these two players because Rashford really was a penalty box shooter. Minutes per shot in the box for Rashford last season, 36.9. Minutes per shot in the box for Fernandez last season, 73.6. Minutes per shot on target, Rashford got himself one every 58.8 minutes, Fernandez every 97.4. And then minutes per XG, so how quickly he was accumulating XG scores, he got an XG every 186.2 minutes, did Rashford. Fernandez every three. 155. Now, what that translated to was Rashford got himself 17 goals last season. That was a tally beaten only by Salah uh, among FPL midfielders and was just in a complete league of his own compared to uh, Fernandez. And when you compare those speeds, you know, we've got Rashford registering a shot in the box and an XG at roughly twice the speed per game um, than Fernand compared to uh, Fernandez. Now, interestingly enough, these XG figures for Fernandez were boosted by two penalties, which means that his non-penalty XG last season was one every 427 minutes compared to one every 355 minutes when the penalties were included. Now, of course, you have to still include the penalties because we think he's still going to be involved. But of course, that just goes to show you that penalties are a big part of Fernandez's uh, goal threat. And let's just jump back into this XG shot map to uh, to see uh, a visualization of some of what we've just discussed there. Is that, yes, Rashford's XG shot map shows a very, very high concentration of green and blue bubbles all inside the penalty box. And what you can see is that on average, each of those bubbles is bigger than the ones that we see in Fernandez's. Now, Fernandez has considerably more outside of the box. There's still plenty of them inside the box, but that um, that balance between in and out of the box is, is different with him. The vast majority of Rashford's inside the box, the, and then you've got more of a split um, in and out of the box uh, for Fernandez. There's a couple of big bubbles in there. You'll notice they're near the penalty spot because penalties do carry a very high XG figure. So, yeah, the, the, the basic story of the whole season, as you will not be surprised uh, to see, is that Rashford was the bigger goal threat. And the Fantasy Football Scout members area can really help visualise that for you if that's something that you're looking for. And of course, uh, you can do this for all sorts of players. If you've got other 50-50 calls that you need to make ahead of the new season, perhaps maybe you're a bit concerned about which of the Arsenal players to go for, which of the Brighton players to go for, by all means, 
go to the Fantasy Football Scout members area and have a look at the comparison tool uh, for the shop maps, touch maps, things like that. And that will help answer those questions. And we will have a couple of other videos on, on how you can do that later in uh, the summer. So that's the course of the whole campaign. There are obviously ebbs and flows within a campaign. And of course, Rashford's form did drop off towards the end of the campaign. Uh, he scored just three goals in his last 11 Premier League appearances from game week 26 onwards. Um, Thing is with that, United did look a little bit uh, tired towards the end and they obviously had a lot of midweek matches uh, as well. And so it's possible that that's a mitigating factor for why Rashford's form uh, dropped off. And at the very least, he was still the biggest goal threat for Man United during that period. And he was ahead of all of his colleagues um, for all of the goal threat metrics, you know, shots, shots in the box, big chances, XG, for example, during that stage of the season. So Rashford's very clear on the goal threat, which could suggests that that 0.5 on him is going to go a long way. But it's not just goal threat that we look for in FPL midfielders. We also need to see what their assist potential is. And if uh, you're a Bruno Fernandes fan out there and you're getting a little bit stressed by how far Marcus Rashford was ahead of his colleague uh, in the most recent section, well, let's have a look at the assist potential and that we can maybe turn those tables uh, in the words of Michael Scott. So the assist potential then. And what we've got on the screen now is, a, is another uh, thing you can do with the comparison tool uh, in the Fantasy Football Scout members area. What we've done is we've changed it so that the uh, visualization is now chances created or key passes, whatever you want to call it. These are opportunities. These are moments in games where uh, these players have tried to create opportunities for others. And those that became assists are in green and those that did not become an assist are in yellow. And wow. On the right-hand side, we've got Fernandez there, and it's a, it's a veritable swarm of yellow. It's, it's basically a bunch of fireflies just on a lovely summer's evening, to be honest, whereas Rashford's is a little bit more sparse. Uh, and uh, we'll go into some numbers to, uh, to, to back that up, and then we'll jump back into that, um, that chances created map to look at it in more detail. So, uh, minutes per assist last season, Rashford got an assist every 411.4 minutes, Fernandez every 368. Minutes per cross, Rashford got himself across uh, every 120 minutes last season, Fernandez provided one every 23.7. Minutes per chance created or key pass, one every 96 minutes for Rashford, so in effect just under one per game, whereas Fernandez produced a key pass every 28 minutes minutes which is a considerably faster rate and then minutes per expected assist one every 1047.3 minutes for Rashford and one every 308.7 for Fernandez and so yes Fernandez absolutely bossed the creative stats last season and of course he is one of the best playmakers in the Premier League so what do you expect in, in many ways 119 key passes across the whole campaign 32 of those were big chances, which if you don't know what that means, that's when Opta deems the chance that has been created one that led to a big chance or, for want of a better expression, a high XG chance. So 32 of those. And so for both of those stats, he was among the top two last season. And he was second only to Kevin De Bruyne uh, for expected assists among midfielders. So he registered eight Opta assists from 10.73 XA underperforming by about 2.73. But if Man United do sign a more clinical striker in the summer, has been links, of course, with Harry Kane, uh, then it could help him bump up those uh, assist figures uh, even more. Whereas Rashford, he racked up seven assists in 22-23, but only two of those, uh, sorry, two of those were of the fantasy variety. And so therefore, five of those were 
normal assists. And so, you know, XA can't help you measure the fantasy assists, you know, when rebounded shots and, and things like that, or perhaps winning a penalty. Uh, so his XA was just 2.75. Now, that does not rank particularly highly compared to Man United colleagues. So uh, Bruno Fernandes, of course, uh, Jaden Sancho, Casemiro, Christian Eriksen and Luke Shaw all outperformed Rashford for assist potential last season. Sancho with 4.11 XA, Casemiro with 3.92, Christian Eriksen with 3.42 and Luke Shaw with 2.88. And so that helps contextualise this chances created map that we've got on the screen right now. Where you can see Rashford was getting a lot of his assists from was uh, outside of the box. Um, and there's not a lot of times when he was creating assists for other people when he was in the box. And that obviously is because when he's in the box, traditionally he was shooting, which is no bad thing, of course, because, you know, five points uh, for a goal for a midfielder in FPL is, 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 is worth having, of course. Whereas Fernandez, there's a spread of assists just from pretty much everywhere. He's got a couple in the box. Um, you know, you can see that in and around the edge of the box is where he's predominantly uh, attempting to assist. But there's even some assists from super deep as well. And uh, we'll come back to that in a minute because we are going to talk a little bit about where Fernandez might fit into Man United's system next season. And yeah, it's certainly encouraging that you can see that he's got one assist from basically inside his own defensive third. He's got two from inside the centre circle, one from just to the right-hand side uh, of the centre circle as well. Uh, a healthy number uh, in the gap between the centre circle and the box and a number in the box as well. And as I said, it's it's the sheer volume of attempted assists there that just show you how important uh, his assist potential was. He finished the season very strongly as well. So this, this, is, this is the whole campaign, what you can see here. But in terms of what he achieved towards the back end, between game weeks 27 and 38, he created 14 big chances, which was more than any other player. And crucially was double that of the four players tied for third most big chances created during that period so that's just insane he has doubled the amount of those who were also in the top three for big chances created during that period so he is a massively uh, high producing assist maker and so what we can see from the basic numbers using the comparison tools in fantasy football scout members area is that Rashford is the clear goal threat Fernandez is the clear assist maker with some goal threat and, of course, involvement in penalties as well. But Rashford's assist potential is really quite low. But the thing is, it's not always necessarily about those raw uh, abilities in terms of goal threat and assist potential when players are on the pitch because they're not necessarily always there. And they're not always necessarily in the best position uh, to optimise what they can produce. So we have to talk about other considerations as well. So we'll have a look at a bit, a look at a bit of that now. So... First things first, we do need to have a look at what Fernandez's position is going to be in the preseason because there's a possibility that he could play a little bit deeper to accommodate Mason Mount, who has just joined the club. Now, he did actually do very well in that deeper position uh, when Ericsson was out injured, and it's possibly something we could see him do again. Now, I've said many times before that forget fantasy, forget attacking potential. I've always really enjoyed watching Bruno drop deep and help screen the back four and win the ball back and get things ticking for his team in ways that sometimes ha hamper his FBL potential, but just show that he is one of the best box-to-box -box midfielders in the Premier League, even if he's renowned for being a number 10. He's very, very good at that. And there will be times, I imagine, especially in the big games against the bigger clubs where Man United will need to have more of their top players doing the donkey work against a good team, we will see Fernandez take up that role. Now, that doesn't necessarily have to be 
a bad thing because as we just looked at before, he was still capable of getting assists from deep. So there was a bit of time uh, it, this season, as we've already mentioned, where Ericsson was out and Casemiro missed a few games with suspension and Sabitzer started playing in a slightly more advanced role for Man United where Fernandes was playing deep. But he was, and his numbers reflected that in that there was a drop off in his goal threat, but there wasn't massive drop off in his assist potential and he was still able to assist from deep. So it's quite a nuanced thing. Yes, we have to think about where he's going to play, but let's still monitor in preseason if he is playing deep. Is he still able to contribute to things that can help in FPL? Assists is the most likely. And of course, even if he's playing deep, he might still be on penalties. So make sure you keep an eye out for that uh, as well. Now, of course, the other possibility is that Mount occupies the Ericsson role. And that means that Fernandez can remain as the number 10 because all those qualities I've just mentioned there about Fernandez doing the donkey work against the big clubs, you, you could argue that Mason Mount is equally as capable of uh, doing those. He could also play uh, Mount and Fernandez as two number eights, either side of Casemiro playing a much deeper role. So there's all sorts of things up in the air about where Fernandez is going to occupy uh, a role for Man United. So keep an eye on the preseason to work out what that is going to look like. And as I said at the beginning of the video, Fantasy Football Scout membership is massively going to help you with that. That pre-season minutes tracker is going to show you who's playing what minutes, what position they're playing in, and what impact that's having on their FPL returns in terms of goals, assists, and involvement in set pieces. So all of those questions. Keep an eye on Fantasy Football Scout to get the answers for those. Now, as much as there's confusion about where Fernandez might play for Man United this season, you could argue there's a mild smidge of confusion perhaps about Rashford as well. Now, he could be on the wing or he could be a number nine for Man United. It all depends on what they do in the transfer market. As I've said, there's already links with, well, has been links for some time with Harry Kane. Whether or not they're able to secure him remains to be seen. It's probably a bit of an ambitious uh, transfer, but we know Man United are out in the market looking for a centre-forward. And so if a centre-forward comes in and occupies that more central striker role that Rashford has enjoyed last season and he's pushed out to towards the wing, could that impact his goal threat? Again, keep an eye on the transfer market in the summer. Fingers crossed, if Man United do sign someone, they do it soon, so we can watch lots of preseason games where we can see how that new striker uh, plays and interplays with Rashford and what impact that has on him as well. Now, there's all sorts of other factors as well. For example, Fernandez didn't start the 22-23 campaign particularly well. Just two goals uh, and uh, in his uh, uh, two goals and two assists in his first 13 Premier League matches before the World Cup. But after that, 13 goal contributions in his following 24 matches. So sometimes looking at the whole season as a whole doesn't tell the whole story, and that's why it was important that when we looked at those comparisons to to bring in some other stories from later in the campaign. And just to highlight again, if you're using the comparison tool in the members area, you can always change the time period at which you're looking at things. So those comparisons there were for the whole season. But if you just click on the drop down boxes above it, you can change the game week range to maybe 27 to 38, 26 to 38, or maybe, uh, you know, game week. I think it was 17 was the first one after the World Cup. So you could go 17 to 38 and compare maybe Fernandez with himself, game weeks 1 to 16, game week 17 to 38, to see what difference there was between him in the first half of the season and the second half of the season. All sorts of things you can do. So don't forget that as well as being an important part here. And also what's very important as well, especially when we come to looking at different stages of the season, is having a look at what those different narratives either side of the World Cup meant for minutes. Because the one thing that we haven't talked about so far is just how much of a minutes machine Fernandez is. Now Rashford, of course, did have some injuries, but even that in and of itself does count against him to some extent, you know. 
you can't necessarily predict injuries, but he has been dealing with a number of knocks uh, last season. There was a number of times when he was yellow flagged and we had difficult decisions to make about do we sell him, do we hold him through the injury, how long is he going to be out, things like that. Never really got that with Fernandez because he seems like a very robust player who never gets injured. And even if he does get some niggles and some knocks, he recovers quickly and he doesn't seem to be affected by playing all the games, just whatever the competition is, whether that's in Europe or domestic cup doesn't hamper him starting games and so yeah what we've got here in front of us is some very um, encouraging numbers for his ability to start all the time so 37 starts for Fernandez compared to Rashford's 32 uh, 3,312 minutes played last season to Rashford's 2,880 Fernandez was never subbed on so the only game he missed was when he wasn't required or wasn't available um, Rashford was used as a sub three times but then there's also the fact that Fernandez doesn't have his minutes managed either because he was only well for the most part because he was subbed off four times whereas Rashford was subbed off 13 times now some of that of course was to do with the fact that there was injuries but there were other times when the manager just wanted to change the way that Man United were approaching the game from an offensive perspective and whenever he wanted to do that the chances of that impacting Fernandez's minutes was much lower because it's harder to replicate what he brought to the team than perhaps it was for Rashford or maybe the manager wanted to go in a different direction. And so it's not they're not far off in these numbers in terms of minutes per appearance, but Fernandez minutes per appearance every he was every start on average was lasted 89.5 minutes whereas for Rashford it lasted on average 85.7 minutes uh, per appearance and then per start every uh, it was 89.5 minutes on average for a Fernandez start and uh, 82.3 minutes for a Rashford start as I said those numbers aren't tremendously far away but they do just show that if you are worried at any stage of the season with these two guys who's the more reliable player to hold for a longer period of fixtures especially if there's congestion as well Fernandez is going to win that debate uh, in that issue in isolation. Now, of course, your job is to, to marry up all of these things together. Minutes, goal threat, assist potential, impact of other players. All of those things, we have to filter them through into a larger umbrella decision. And... The And one last thing we should just throw in before we come to the conclusion for that is, of course, the penalties as well. Fernandez, we expect to remain on those penalties. Uh, but Man United only got three penalties last season, which seems like a bit of an outlier in many ways. And it's possible that that is why he didn't get as many goals as we perhaps would expect. Man City, by comparison, they got 10 penalties. And so if Man United are able to get their penalties won back to a more average number for them, it could mean more goals for Fernandes. But as I said, let's pull all of those into a final sort of umbrella decision that takes all of these different things into consideration. The membership tools are very, very useful for helping you do this at home as well. Because, you know, when we do these bits of content, we go into the members area, we pull things out and give you a conclusion. But we can can only do that for so many uh, narratives and discussions and debates every week every summer if you've got discussions that you've got in your head you've got 50 50s between players that perhaps we haven't looked at yet jump into the members area look at the comparison tools across the whole campaign look at different sections of the campaign and you can help you make your decision as well because every fantasy football manager needs a scout and that's the way that membership can help you but yes in a nutshell Rashford he's the goal scorer Fernandez he is the creator and so it's very difficult to say that Fernandez is necessarily the better FBL pick when we remove the money. 
considerations. But of course, with 0.5 saving, he can still get you goals and assists because his involvement in penalties does help him catch up with Rashford's uh, goal threat. But Rashford can't really catch up with Fernandez's assist threat. And so if you're finding yourself in a situation where you need to make a 0.5 saving elsewhere to optimize your team, there's worse decisions than you, that you could make than switching from Rashford to Fernandez. I think the conclusion largely is they're both good options uh, and and that which one is the best for your team is perhaps situational. Now that may change, preseason may change a lot of that. And if one of them is showing much better form in preseason, then maybe the dial shifts in one particular direction. But that's just how we see it at the current point in time. We should look at the fixtures as well because there's ways that you can perhaps make a decision based on that. So in the first eight matches, we've got Wolves at home for United, Spurs away, Nottingham Forest at home, Arsenal away, Brighton at home, Burnley away, Crystal Palace at home, Brentford at home. So that is a lot of home matches for Man United. So in their first eight game weeks, they play at home five times. And Old Trafford, Rashford was very good there last season. 13 goals in 16 starts at home. So maybe he's the one to start with if you're going to play the fixtures. Um, but Fernandez, his underlying numbers are still very encouraging. And the signing of a new centre forward could potentially help even uh, take his assist potential to an even higher level. We saw that he underperformed against his XA last season, which means the people he was trying to assist for didn't always finish their dinner. If they get someone in who can, then his assist potential is going to skyrocket. And so you've got to argue that being able to get a penalty taker and a dead ball specialist from a Champions League club in the 8.5 million bracket is very appealing especially if he keeps hold of those penalties. And even in a deeper role, he can still help you. And so hopefully this video has helped you because I appreciate that I've tried to do Fernandes versus Rashford and in effect I've made a case for both of them. But that doesn't have to be a bad thing either because if you feel very confident that United can really double down on these fixtures and get lots of attacking returns, we are sat in a position where for 9 million plus 8.5 million, you can get both of these guys and I think they're both going to do very well. Whether or not I double up on them at the start of the season remains to be seen because we've got the first two of the first three, so Wolves and Nottingham Forest, two of the first three, very attractive fixtures, but of course away games against Spurs and Arsenal make me think I wouldn't want to double up just yet. But when we get really really nice runs having both of these players is an exciting idea perhaps if they get some double game weeks as well having both of these players for this sort of price also looks very good as well so that's probably my overall conclusion from this is pick one of these two I don't think there's necessarily a wrong answer uh, whether or not you get Rashford or Fernandez it perhaps depends on what you unlock elsewhere but when there's an opportunity to have both wow that could be a very exciting time as I said, all of this has come from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. So if you haven't already signed up for the start of the new season, then please head to the website, check out all of the different benefits. Don't just take my word for it. Have a look for yourself and pick the package that's right for you because you absolutely will uh, reap the benefits of signing up now, especially as you can save up to 30%. I would also be remiss in my duty if I didn't remind you guys to like this video and subscribe to the Fantasy Football Scout YouTube channel. And of course, hit that bell notification as well to make sure that you don't miss any content throughout the summer. We're going to have all all sorts of uh, videos and podcasts coming your way, including team reveals from the best managers in the community, other analysis of different key 50-50s ahead of game week one, like this one, and scout reports on new players, new managers, and any players who've switched one Premier League club for another. So there's plenty of things going on. Make sure you don't miss out. And with that, I will leave you fine folks to enjoy the rest of your tinkering, and I will see you next time.